the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. This is episode four of season two, where we're looking at things from around the northeast of England. I'm guessing that more people will be familiar with today's object, Durham Cathedral, than Tuesday's visit to Saltwood Park. Remember, show notes, links and a transcript are available on the episode page on my website at goodrunorette.com. You can leave me a comment or review there, or drop one on whichever platform you use for podcast listening. And you can also find me over on Twitter at goodrunorette. The land on which the present cathedral sits has been of religious significance for thousands of years. In 665, Cuthbert had arrived in Lindisfarne, where he lived as a monk and then a bishop for 20 years. Not long after his death in 687, miracles began to be attributed to Cuthbert, and Alfred the Great, King of Wessex, had a vision of him in which Cuthbert encouraged the king to fight the Danes. The Wessex family made Cuthbert an important figure throughout the generations, and he was quickly made a saint, and today he is the patron saint of Northumbria. Unfortunately, St Cuthbert's afterlife wasn't entirely peaceful. During the Viking raids in the 9th century, the monks of Lindisfarne became concerned that his relics could be destroyed. They decided to move him somewhere safe and loaded his oak coffin onto a cart. The cart, pulled by a cow, was very heavy and the legend says that eventually the cow finally had enough of wandering around and dragging the heavy load. It stopped dead and refused to carry on. The monks took this as a sign that Cuthbert had chosen this as his final resting place and built him a shrine. Cuthbert is still under Durham Cathedral today, and the stone which covers his grave can now be seen by visitors. The outside of the building has some carved stone panels showing different people and scenes. One, tucked into an alcove, shows the aforementioned cow with a monk and a servant girl. Now this depicts another legend, which is slightly different from the first. According to this legend, the leader of the monks said he'd had a vision of Cuthbert, who wanted to go to a place called Dunholm. As the monks stood around wondering how to find Dunholm, a cowgirl walked past looking for a dun or brown cow. She stopped a passerby and asked if she'd seen her cow and was told it was headed towards Dunholm. The monks decided to follow the cowgirl and their own cow happily trundled to Dunholm. So the cathedral that stands there today is built in the Norman style and work on it began in 1093, not long after the death of William the Conqueror. It was completed in 1133 and was designed as a monastic structure to replace the church that was there before. Built of stone, the cathedral is the oldest surviving building with a vaulted ceiling on a massive scale. It is also significant because it was the first building constructed in stone rather than wood since the Roman times, and the Norman architecture has survived remarkably well. It's also impressive for the pointed arch in the nave, which stands 73 feet or 22 metres high. It's believed to be the first of its kind in the world. The rip vaults, which are the diagonal arches of stone, are of a technical design and amongst the earliest example in England. The Norman stonemasons who built the cathedral would have been inspired by the ribbed ceilings of churches in their homeland. These vaults would have allowed the weight of the ceiling to be borne by columns, making higher walls possible. They could also support vast stained glass windows, such as the rose window at Durham, which casts coloured shadows on the floor of the chapel of the Nine Altars. St Cuthbert's tomb was sadly destroyed in 1538 under Henry VIII's dissolution of the monasteries, but his remains survived and were reburied under a plain stone slab which has been replaced only very recently. The building was damaged again after being used as a prison by Oliver Cromwell, from episode 10 of season 1, during his war with Scotland, 
However, in the late 1600s, work was carried out to restore it. So, Durham's religious significance is wider than just St Cuthbert and the Cathedral. When you drive in, the city's marker sign welcomes you to the land of the Prince Bishops, a curious title which has long puzzled me. What is a Prince Bishop and why in Durham? Well, for centuries, the county was effectively an independent state and ruled by the Prince Bishops rather than the King. In Anglo-Saxon times, Durham was part of the Kingdom of Northumbria, which stretched from the River Forth to the Humber. This was almost a third of the country and the kingdom was extremely powerful. The combination of the stubborn Northumbrian kings, who sat at Bramborough, and the influential bishops like Cuthbert and Bede, who we know had the support of those Northumbrian kings, meant that after the conquest, William had a hard time getting them to cede power. They knew they were in a key location for the Normans and could protect the rest of England from the Scottish. William's first idea was to send an earl to govern this far-flung spot on his behalf. When this failed, twice, he gave in and made the Bishop of Durham a prince-bishop. From 1075 onwards, whoever held that role could raise taxes and an army, and mint his own coins. In exchange, he was loyal to the king when asked and defended the border from the Scots. Interestingly, the bishops were not necessarily local. The first two prince-bishops were Norman. William de Saint-Calais ordered the building of the cathedral and also founded a Benedictine priory there. Ranulf Flambard, whose name probably referred to his fiery personality, was the second holder of the job and is famous both for filling the royal coffers and being the first person to escape from the Tower of London. That's everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week when we'll be looking at another two places from the North East. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.